how do you take your socks off? Are you psychic? Do you use your mind? That's exactly my point. Hi! And welcome to Disembodied Voices, episode same, one. I know. Episode 135 for Tuesday, also July my 29th, stealing. 2014. What? I said that that's my joke you're stealing. No, I originally said that. I turned it into a joke, though, therefore it is my joke. Joining me today is Cameron. <laughs> Hello, Cameron. Thank you for introducing me first. I actually really appreciate that. It makes me feel a little more special. Also, guess what I did this week? Bought a much better microphone or just, like, got vocal cord surgery? Well, the second one. And also, I actually <laughs> played video games for an extended period of time. What? That's not allowed on our podcast. I know. Camera. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, it's not, because I don't ever do that. So, Well, same here. For the last month, I basically played nothing unless it's Hearthstone or Minecraft. Um, and that changed. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be an exciting episode. Um, also joining us today is uh, Zachary Walton. Yeah. Of the Walton Estates. Hello, Zachary. Yes, that is that is totally where I hail from it. Not some really cheap apartments in Lexington. Exactly. <laughs> the Walton Estates in Waltonburg. The, no, um, cheap apartments that... Do not cater to Jimmy John's locations of... Uh, yeah, delivery. yeah. Allow me to... Jimmy John, if you are listening to this, <laughs> deliver to my apartment already, please. You know how much money you would make if Zachary <laughs> could order Jimmy John's? You Come would, on, okay, you would okay. be making, like, at least $100 a week. So Jimmy John's, <laughs> I've seen cars around. Yes. Jimmy John's signs. Beyond that, I have no idea what they do. Sandwiches. They're like a, they're like a better subway. Yes. Oh, like, way better you? subway. And they, and they deliver... Freaky fast, freaky fast. <laughs> yeah, that is you. It's like that, ten minutes or something. That is their logo. I have actually like called them and actually gotten the sandwich in about five minutes. Whoa! Like it is incredibly freaky fast. Sometimes, sometimes it's a little slower because like wow. you know they actually have like because like you know sometimes more more than one person calls and they have to go around mm-hmm. like that. But it's still good though. Very good. Yeah. Great bread. Great ingredients. Really mm-hmm. big cookies. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Not wow, that that does sound really good. Are they like soft cookies? They are actually really hard cookies, but they're okay. good cookies though. Those are great. Yeah, hard cookies can be amazing. And I kind of want to do this podcast quickly because I haven't eaten today. Um, and you well, now whose to dumb Jones. fault is that? That's Cameron's fault because he kept me up late playing Destiny. I but did. <laughs> it wasn't even that late. I know. I know. I haven't eaten yet today, and there's a bunch of leftover mellow mushroom pizza that I want to eat. Well, so. that also is a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's super good. Um, Is that where you went yesterday for Steven's birthday, which you haven't introduced yet? Steven, hi. Hi, Steven, hi. Hi, my brother, Steven. Oh, hey, I didn't see you there. Oh, Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, you know my humor style. I pick one obnoxious joke, and I say it over and over again until someone makes me stop. All right. Okay, we're making Uh, you stop. Bummer. (laughs) <laughs> um, what were we talking about? I'm yeah, 24 birthday. years old. That's anyway. two years older than me. Wow. That's three ah. years older than me. That's... Why are you hanging out with all these young whippersnappers? Oh, wait. Well, Zach, well, wait Zach's older than him. Yeah, yeah that's, I, I was about to say. Um, you Zach's know what? I started elder. doing podcasts when I was 19. When, when we started, start... when we started yes, Disembodied Voices, we were almost all teenagers. Mm. Um, wait, what? I wasn't Zach wasn't quite. Teenager. I said we were almost all teenagers. Zach, you might have been, what, 20, maybe 21? Wait, when did we start this? 
years ago. How old are you? Twenty. Well, we started it when we yes. were doing it on the guided games forum. Still. So we started. Maybe you were twenty-one. I guess. Like I, I think we started not even like remotely remember when this all started. I'm just now doing this because like I cannot recall Stop. like a single thing about the like I don't. It just kind of feels like I'm just I just should be here now. You need to listen to Disembodied Voices Origins, our original documentary. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Somebody, quick, go on the website. Well, that's not even accurate because okay, so someone needs to go on the Guided Game website and look at the. The, the the post we made about the podcast and but even that wasn't the first one either because we so, recorded once okay. before the reset of the forums uh, so it's like it's true we, remember the first episode was with with you me or you Stephen me Zachary and Phoenix uh, and Scott that was that the first was not episode. disembodied voices yes it was, well, was I no it was not I yes, started this conversation with podcasting. So we could go before Disembodied Voices. True, but I was, but Brian, that actually was Disembodied Voices. He specifically said in the intro, this is Disembodied Voices. But it's not part of our official archive. I don't care. It's still Disembodied Voices. It's still a, an origin of Disembodied Voices. What, mm. it, technically and linguistically, Cameron is correct. If you want to go all metaphysical on us, Brian. I am always going metaphysical on us. Well, that's good. The spiritual essence of Disembodied Voices started with episode one. We discussed yetis, among other things. And that no, was no, much. no. I would disagree with you. I'd say the spiritual start of Disembodied Voices was the very first thing we ever did with the name Disembodied Voices, which was on the GGG podcast. I wasn't there, so it doesn't count. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you're basically boiling it down to, isn't it? Pretty, no, I, I'm I don't at our that. website at what we officially count as the beginning of our podcast. Well, and let's, that was let's officially one. release the old episodes. No one wants that. Yeah, actually, I don't even want that. I want all that. Right, um, so but anyway, your my point, my point through all of this, mm-hmm. Stephen, is you were 21 when we started. What? Well, okay, you were 20, almost 21. It was you were March 31st, hey. 2011. Maybe Stop I'm it. thinking of. When we are doing our old, old podcast. You probably are. It was well, about... Again, um, I'm counting that, though. So, There was 20. a podcast before that, though. With Brian and me and a friend. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That one. That was... Wait, what are years? Um, Oh, my gosh. It's 2014, what? which means Can I'm... Can we talk about video games, please? Yeah, let's go. And then um, if we did it four years ago, I would have been 20. Yeah, you're right. Maybe it wasn't even four years ago. It was three years ago in a few months. How could it have not been four years ago? I feel like I've been talking to you guys for so long. It was only... <laughs> <laughs> well, don't make it sound like it's torturous. It's... All right. Delight. So, we played the Destiny beta some. Or, yes, beta. It's not alpha. It's not zeta. It's beta. <laughs> so... <laughs> it's not pre-alpha. Like some people play. <laughs> uh, what did you uh, think of that, Cameron? Uh, well, we should clarify who specifically played it. Cameron and I played. Right, Destiny. and you should specify who specifically said this is stupid. I don't want. I don't want to play this because I want a PC port. Rada rada rada. Stupid, dumb, stupid. So Zachary was being a big. <laughs> that wasn't Zach. For once, it wasn't Zach being the grumpy one. <laughs> All right. So Stephen. So here's. Let's start from the beginning. We were playing Minecraft. You were. And I was getting lost in a mine I had, and Stephen, and Stephen and was chatting about something forge. ridiculous like playing the Destiny beta because Cameron got some keys for it. And Steven was like... I think rada, rada, actually, rada. Actually, I dislike games. I don't no, want to play beta that's for not free. What, that's definitely not what happened. And I was like... I, okay, you're And Brian was story. like, rada, rada, rada. I don't like games. I don't want to play for free. And I was like, you both are stupid. 
it's a free beta key I'm giving to you for no, for no, for free, for freeness. And Brian's like, oh, that makes sense. I'll play with you. And Steven's like, rada, rada, rada. Games are dumb. The end. Yeah, that's actually a very succinct telling of the story. Um, congrats, Cameron. Thanks. Very well I'm done. a very good storyteller. Yeah, exactly. You I just, don't think any of, we weren't even playing Minecraft when this happened. Everything about this is wrong. Well, well you, no, I am, it's not wrong. I am positive I was playing Minecraft when this happened. You guys may have not been. We were talking on Skype via text. There's no way I was playing Minecraft. And you te- were talking via voice. No, actually, he's right. We were talking during text, and I wasn't playing Minecraft. Right. And I have Steven. the logs of it on my computer, so I but can tell you. It doesn't you. matter because my first story was the correct one. Anyway, I am that's going true. to post the original no, you're not. Skype conversation. Shh, Steven, shh, and just, everyone will know. The well, truth. okay. I was definitely playing Minecraft. Brian, so you, you can't just like say, "Well, I wasn't there, so it didn't count." Or I was playing <laughs> Minecraft, so everyone was playing Minecraft. Steven, you're asking me to speak from my perspective. It's inherently subjective. Yeah, but there's a there's a, a certain amount of acknowledging other people are different than you. Not and that's my job to not. <laughs> not anymore. That. Oh. I realize that is too difficult. All right, then let's be xenophobic together. <laughs> that's the uh, title of this podcast. Let's okay. be, there you go. <laughs> we can't just we 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 gotta stop making up the titles while we're recording. <laughs> All right, let let's get serious. Okay, here. so. For for some reason, Stephen. Well, for reasons, Stephen declined the invite to Destiny Beta for reasons that are dumb to me, anyways. Stephen declined the request to play Destiny Beta, and, and Brian did initially as well. And then I talked him into it um, with the, with the with the notion of free and who cares and fun. So um, we joined up in the pillars of decision making. Well, right. I mean, what else would you live your life by? Um, so we joined up in the Destiny Beta on the PS3. Um, I, that's a, actually kind of an important point. Um, and what were your hopes going in, Brian? What were your initial, not initial, what were your, um, what's the word? What the crap is the word? Impressions? No, no, no. When you, before you started playing, what was your... Expectations? Expectations, that's the word. Preconceived notions? Yeah, both of those words. Okay. Um, I thought that it was going to be kind of like a stripped down Halo in terms of gameplay, mm-hmm. that was fairly bland and repetitive in terms of the mission structure, story, and world. Okay. I thought it was going to be a stripped-down Borderlands without the humor and um, uh, with boring mission structure. Turns out we were both pretty much right. We were both pretty close, yeah. <laughs> so basically Destiny, after playing, what, we probably played four hours of it total. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, because we played an hour and a half yesterday, uh, and then probably mm-hmm. two hours the day before. Um, it's basically Halo's really good combat, because because Halo has amazing combat, um, mixed in with a lackluster mission structure and decently interesting uh, level design. Is that about right? Yeah, yeah, that, that about covers it. So, Do you feel like you would have just preferred Destiny to either be another Halo game by Bungie with really well-integrated co-op or just a full-on MMO instead of this sort of cross between Well, them. yeah, the problem is it's it's not it's not anything. The game is not anything. It's It tries to be a little bit of an MMO, a little bit of a shooter, a little bit of a multiplayer game, and a little bit of a competitive multiplayer game. And it doesn't hit any of the marks, really, except maybe even the competitive multiplayer. That's pretty good, but we'll get to that in a bit. Um, mostly, it's just disjointed levels 
combined with a loose multiplayer where sometimes you have an extra player, sometimes you don't, mm. and really good combat. So and all of the levels boil, at least as far as we got, boil down to walk up to a thing and wait for your computer to do something to it. Right. So the mission structure is, Brian was correct, at least in the large portion of the missions we did, and we did about probably six missions, it was literally get to this point, kill some things along the way, which is, that's a mission, that's a mission whatever, and then wait an ungodly amount of time for your little robot, Peter Dinklage bot, to, the Dinklebot, as I like to call him, um, to scan something or to unlock something. And sometimes the unlock is so excruciating, it's like, it's like, do-do-do-do-do, 20 minutes later, oh, I did part one of three, uh, of unlocking this thing. Wait some, wait some more time. And it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's very lazy, the mission, the mission so far. Yeah. The missions require just no thought on the player's part. You just follow waypoints and kind of kill whatever's in your way. Mm-hmm. Halo had, and, go ahead. And it, 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 at this point, it could be just that was the beginning stru- mission structure, mm-hmm. but the fact that like six or eight of the missions that you get are like that does not bode well for, the rest of the game, but it's like, it's like people who make open world-ish shooters automatically think that the only way to make a level is to just point rape waypoints everywhere and be like, alright, this is what you do, go ahead, go here. Instead of letting the player just jump into a world and explore by itself, by themselves, I mean, and cause, cause the, 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 it's, it's, the game is really weird. It's structured by planets, so, you fly down to a planet and it's kind of an open world planet area where a bunch of missions take place, but if you only do one mission at a time, and when that mission's over, you fly back to the Citadel, and you have to go back to the planet to do the next mission. So there's no sense of exploration. You just kind of are stuck in this mission that says, here's an open world, but there's the waypoint, go there. Um, so it's really weird. I don't understand why it would do that. Borderlands is, is, is an open world. There's no, I mean, there's loading screens where you go to different areas, but in general, it's a giant open world that you can explore, and it's just kind of like you have a ton of missions yeah. at once, like an MMO, a bit- and you can do whatever you want, like an MMO, and it's That's, weird yeah. that Destiny wouldn't Destiny's do that. Destiny's a little bit like a racing game that, you know, has, like, one big track area and then, like, only lets you race on specific parts of the track to make up different races. Like... That's a good analogy. Like yeah, that. and it's just like that. Is it has this one open-world-ish section, but then when you choose a mission, it gives you one path through it. It's really weird. And there's but no like, incentive why, to Why explore. even bother if you're only supposed to go into this section? Mm-hmm. It might as well design it exclusively for that little, mission, so it actually right. feels it's a little like, like it's... You know exactly. how Mario 64 has you do one star each time you get in, except it it will fence off only the part of the world where you can get that one star, unlike, you know, Banjo-Kazooie. And in Mario... And, and in Mario can, yeah, Steven, you got it. Go ahead. Hey, well, I'm sure we're about to say the same thing, which you can stumble yeah. upon something different. Mm-hmm. And get another and star in a different mission, exactly. Whatever you want. Right. You can't so do that in Banjo-Kazooie, you can just me. get anything in any order, but this is not that... It's neither it's really of those. Weird. I guess it's, it's kind of like, too. before I give Destiny the benefit of the doubt, no one's really told me why, what features okay, in this game Okay, I will tell you what features Yeah, just, just because it's Bungie doesn't mean it's good. Here's so the reason you should play Destiny. If you really, really want something that feels like Halo, and you don't own an Xbox One. That isn't one, Halo 4 or 5. That's it. If you own an Xbox One, buy Halo 5 and the Master Chief Collection. Now, okay. You're being a little harsh, though, Brian. I'm not being harsh. Okay, I might be. What's up? (laughs) The the game is actually still really fun. I think Halo Um, 4 was just a lot more fun, though. And I think the Master Chief Collection would be a lot... Like, what is Destiny offering that Halo doesn't is the real question. 
You have to buy an Xbox One. Yes, that's exactly what I said. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I know. No, no, no. Um, I think the combat in Destiny is just so punchy and good, um, that it could probably make up a whole game of being fun. Um, and I know that seems kind of weird to, to thrive on your combat system, but there's, there's so many minor things that are fun about Destiny. And the one major thing being fun is the combat system. I think the game is gonna, is gonna be okay. I agree. But the thing is, there is so much writing on Destiny and there's, it's been hyped so well and the game is just turning out mediocre that I'm worried about if it's gonna be a flop or not. In a way, I feel like Destiny and Titanfall, the amount of hype beforehand compared to the amount of like interest in them when they're here is kind of like showing that the, interest of the shooter genre is just really dropping. Well, the thing, the difference is here, and I explained this to you, Brian, but I'll explain it to Stephen and Zach as well. The difference is that Titanfall is a very simple concept. It's a multiplayer-only game mm-hmm. with 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 a very basic concept. You are a player, and then you're a Titan, and then you fight, and it's a multiplayer match. Um, so iterations of Titanfall are going to be easy. Bungie is soaking, or putting so much effort into Destiny and they even said something like a 10-year life cycle in Destiny. Or it was something, a long a long lifespan in mm-hmm. Destiny because they're going to update it. But the problem is the core of Destiny is not fun. Mm-hmm. And the basis is of Destiny's yeah. you know, existence is not fun. So next year, there's going to be a Titanfall 2. And they're going to add things that players want, like player versus player instead of Titan versus Titan. And more maps and probably a single player. And it's going to make Titanfall... Worth going back to for a longer time, even though I still go back to Titanfall because Titanfall's fun. Um, Destiny is going to be stuck with this weird, dumb hub, overworld hub. It's going to be stuck with lackluster mission design unless they really, really up the game in this in, in mission designing. And it's just going to be stuck in the rut that it's already dug. And they've it's like, at what point do these developers realize that, oh my gosh, we have a mediocre product on our hands? Like, you, they have to realize it, right? That's something that you just notice yeah, when you're I mean, developing. A big like, oh problem with a lot of MMOs, and Steven and I have played a, quite a few, so we can definitely attest to this, is when the world feels kind of like a shell and empty and just doesn't mm-hmm. have life. Like, Steven, you know the difference of playing, like, a what's like a shell of an MMO you've played before? Did you want you to play um, uh, Older Hover? Yeah, that was similar. I played a little bit of that. Um, wait, is Steven there? Okay. Oh yeah, I'm here. I was I was just thinking right. hard. It's like sometimes they I definitely know what you mm-hmm. mean. Um I can't seem to think of a good example because I feel like all MMOs do something worthwhile. Man, like Lord of the Rings online to some extent kind of felt like that. It kind I just it kind of did. A lot of people love that though. But th- I think the thing that really is not uh making sense to me with Destiny is that they're they're really dedicated to feeling like an MMO sometimes. You have, like, the stall vendors and the big... Um, and it goes into third person when you're in the main Exactly. Citadel. And you can, you can dance and sit down and right. log out and log in and party up. And, and it's like, wait, all of this stuff is kind of silly and hard to understand, but it's worth it because the results you get in an MMO is a massive world so much bigger than any other games where you can form guilds and, you know team up with a bunch of friends and go on adventures and go anywhere you want and do anything you want and be anything you want. But in Destiny, you're saddled with all that, and it's like, and what what are you doing all this for? And the only answer is 
semi-linear shooting levels. Right. It's like, but what, I, I, I've already been playing 10 years of semi-linear shooting levels in all of your other games. Right. And I've been able to do four-player multiplayer in yeah, it as well. So why? I mean, honestly, uh, like a full-featured Halo game would just, like going back to my other point, what does Destiny have that's good that Halo doesn't? You know, you went back to how great the combat system is, but I would say it's on par or maybe worse than Halo combat was when they stopped doing Halo. Um, I don't know if it's worse. I'd say it's exactly on par or maybe even a tad better um, just because of the variety. In the multiplayer, obviously, it's only a beta so far, but it doesn't seem as well balanced as Halo. Like, the superpowers seem kind of ridiculous and the vehicles seem... Well, the superpowers, I think, are actually balanced decently well enough because they are really powerful, but you respawn quickly and you don't get the superpowers that often, yeah. so it's kind of just a really quick, cool. you know, oh, I got a question. Yeah, well, I guess what I don't love about them is when you're fighting them, they just kind of come out of nowhere. Like, there's no way to predict and plan around them. Like, in Halo, you can say, okay, they're near where the rocket launcher is. That guy probably has a rocket launcher. You oh, see true. Him like, maybe it. if the pers- people glow I think or they do when, they when they're ready, so that's good. Um, yeah, but it still kind of feels like it's out of nowhere. Well... You're right. Unfortunately, you're right. Um, the game does not do anything better than Halo. Yeah. We haven't seen Halo 5, of course, so who knows what 343 has got up to Yeah, that's what we're saying since but Halo Reach. Bungie's I would game. rather play F- Halo 4, I think, than Destiny. Yeah. And that's really, really sad. It's especially sad when you consider that Bungie did the three Halo games, which is an, an amazing trilogy. Right. I mean, there wasn't a miss through them, no matter what you well, did. Well, Halo, Halo 2, 2 was pretty was good. It was, it was still it, pretty good. Okay, it was pretty good. It was pretty darn good. I like good. Halo 2. And improved in many ways over Halo. Um, eh. My least favorite in some was Reach. I, <laughs> well, my least favorite was 2. Eh. What? Reach? Mm-hmm. Well, it, even though I wasn't a big fan of Reach, then they did ODST. Then they did Reach. Oh, All ODST was so good. were really creative and had some really interesting ideas sure. behind them. And Destiny just doesn't seem to have the, the heart. No, no, the world is just so bland. And I really, really like the armor and character designs in that game. I really do. But there, are, there doesn't seem to be an underlying. I liked them a lot more before care. I started playing it. Then everything just looks really uniform. Mm. Uh, it doesn't yep. work. Yep. It just doesn't work. It feels. So yesterday I asked Brian if he was going to buy this game. Um, and his answer was not at launch. And my answer was not at launch. And then I asked him if he was going to buy it eventually. And my answer was yes yesterday. Eventually, but as we talk more and more, unless something drastic changes between now and the release, mm-hmm. which t- two months away, so yeah. I doubt it, less than two months, a month and a half, then my answer is probably still actually at this point in Yeah, no. because, um, I mean, what it's offering basically is a shooter, but with an MMO system, which basically means a way bigger time investment, and that's really not what I need. Um Especially if I'm not getting a better return for that time investment. Like, I don't need a shooter right. that can take hours and hours and hours of my time um, just for the sake of it. Unless now, you get something. It's like the it's like the MMO thing. You have to put up with a lot in an MMO because you get an experience that is much more yeah, expansive and awesome yeah. than other games. But this is, you're not getting anything in return for all the stuff you're having to put into it and all the re- right. repetition you're having to yeah. put up with. And this right. is coming from someone who hasn't played it. I'm just yep. observing well, no, you're you're spot on, though. Actually, I really, you really are. Um, when you play Guild Wars, it's like you you deal with all the fluff and stupidness of an MMO in order to be able to d- explore this amazing and interesting world and live this world. And Destiny has no world; yeah. it's just freaking 
it's like Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon. It's like you dropped into the, the mansion where the whole mansion's there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to explore the whole mansion. And you're ripped away from it after every mission you do because it's like you have to go back to the main hub so Egad can go in your face. I think the thing that it's making me want more than anything, which is really weird, which is getting an Xbox One so I can play the Master Chief Collection. <laughs> like, Yeah, unfortunately, I have to buy an Xbox One for the Master Chief Collection, and I have to buy a PS4 for Uncharted 4. It sucks. And, um, <laughs> well, and, uh, I mean, there were there were many rumors about that Master Chief Collection coming to the personal They debunked computer. it as it's being incurred. It's not gonna. It's not gonna. It's, it's stupid Microsoft is so dumb. I would give them so much money if Halo 3 and 4 and ODST and Reach were on the PC. Dude, I would pay so much money to play ODST on the PC. Yep. Could you imagine that game? It would be so pretty. Dumb Microsoft. Stupid. And, uh, bad Microsoft. What was the other thing? Oh yeah, the other reason I'd want a PS4, but I assume it's gonna come to other stuff afterwards. It's No Man's Sky. Oh yeah. That, it's not something I'm, it's not a system seller for me. Uncharted 4 is a system seller mm. for me, and Master Chief Collection is a system seller. No Man's Sky is, I'm way more excited about that than Uncharted 4, but, um, it, I would totally depend on if it delivers or not on, on what it's saying, but just from con, concept wise, it, it's just infinitely more intriguing than another Uncharted to me. Um, mm. Halo 5 is another good reason to get an Xbox One, um, cause I really enjoyed Halo 4. I'm super curious what they do with that. Lots of people didn't, but I thought it was just another good advancement. I mean, it was a good advancement of the Halo series, and I thought it was just as good as anything Bungie ever made, except ODST, because that's the best mm-hmm. game ever. Um, but so, then yeah. a lot of the other Xbox One ex- exclusives are, you know, really what I want. Uh, Quantum Break, Forza Horizon 2, Crackdown. Um, Rise, Son of Rome. Rise. Um, <laughs> but the, I mean, the new Phantom Dust could be interesting. That old game looked pretty neat. Um the trailer was. It was. Stupid, what though. was it? It was just dumb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was, what dumb. was dumb about it. Um, it was just. It wasn't really any gameplay. It was just this mind powers and bad voiceover and dumb character oh, designs. Okay. Sorry for being so negative, but I didn't like that trailer. Hey, that's my job, Mister <laughs> Negative Pants. So, speaking of still playing games, um. I played actually more than just one game for a long time this week. I played another game for a extensive period of time. What was the video game, Cameron? And me and Zach had a long <laughs> conversation about it, too, on Twitter, which is impossible on Twitter, but we did it <laughs> I don't know why we just didn't switch to Steam, but whatever. Um, I played... Well, okay. Yeah, I guess I'll just say it first. I played Crash 3 Warped. Um, Crash Bandicoot that 3 game's Warped. Okay. Well, let me get to my point. Um... I love, I love Crash Bandicoot games. Uh, the li- linear 3D platforming is probably the greatest idea ever. Have you ever played Chameleon Twist? Alright, no. you should. Are you serious? It's a, it's a linear 3D platformer. Oh, I, I thought you were making a pun no, or something. No, Chameleon like Twist a, a is a linear 3D platformer. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, the, the linear 3D platformer makes so much sense to me because it's like, it takes the aspects of a 2D platformer, which are near perfect most of the time if you get a good one, and turns it into 3D but still keeps the linearity, and it's just great. I love Crash Bandicoot games so much. Um, and I own all three of them on the PSN, and so I turned out Destiny last night, and I was like, I've never played 3 before. I own it. I never played it. So I started it up. Um, the first level, yay, Crash Bandicoot. Woo, it's so much fun. I love Crash Bandicoot games. Second level, all right, it's an underwater level. I don't like those as much, but okay, we're going to be okay. Third level, all right, I'm playing as... Tiny or whatever, Crash's sister, and I'm doing a race, and alright, fourth level. Alright, I'm on a motorcycle, and I'm racing. Why am I racing on a motorcycle? Fifth level. Alright, I'm on a jet ski. I'm racing a jet ski. 
Can I play Crash Bandicoot? No, I'm... Alright, cool, I'm on a jet ski. That's great. So within the first five levels, we have an wa- underwater mission, a bike mission, a chase mission, a jet ski mission, and then a regular Crash Bandicoot level. And I was like, what? Oh yeah, I forgot about how much of that there was. It's that like they- sounds like a video game that is afraid of itself. It, it doesn't think that its core game of mechanics can now stand up for whatever reason. Well, yeah, I have a feeling they were like, people are tired of Crash Bandicoot levels, let's throw in everything. And I was like, no! Every 30 platformer like ran Bandic- into that during that. Yep. I like Crash Bandicoot levels, no! Please, more Crash Bandicoot, no! <laughs> and the next section of levels were more oriented towards the actual level design, but there was still a racing mission where you had to actually, like, it had AI combatants, and you had to place in first to pass the level. So... And I was like, come on, I don't want to do what this. What got you to play that after not playing, like, any video games? I don't know. I really don't. Um, Like I said, I've always loved Crash Bandicoot games, and so I was just in the mood, and I sat down, and I flipped it on. And even through the the, the level, the other levels, by the way, are actually still pretty fun. They're just not what I wanted. I wanted to play Crash Bandicoot, not Wave Race. Um... But I don't know. It just it clicked with me, and I played for two hours, and I played about half the game last night, um, and it was just really fun. Um, but I want to go play Crash Bandicoot 2 Cortex Strike Back, because that actually has Crash Bandicoot levels. I want to play Crash, not Wave Crash Racing Bear, whatever. <laughs> so I, exa- I've only played Crash Bandicoot 3. Oh, what?! Bad! Well, actually, I also no. played the first Crash Bandicoot many years ago. And You're it was a pretty bad dark. little Steven. No. Oh, the, uh, but I didn't even really like the gameplay when it was normal. Well, how far did you get into it? Oh, maybe halfway. Maybe, maybe. Maybe halfway. Um, go play Cortex Strike Back. It's really, really good. I also don't like Spyro. Well, no, I don't like Spyro either. Okay. And this was the discussion me and Zach had last night. So, Zach, you want to yeah, jump in here and t- say what you think about work? Totally hop right in. So. As to the first uh, point, as to maybe like you know them not them not feeling that their core gameplay could stand up, I think that a lot of that may have actually come from the influence of Spyro because Spyro actually came out in like '98, the first one did, and Crash actually has been around since the launch of the PlayStation. Mm-hmm. And Crash One and Two were basically just their own thing, and then like Insomniac came around, and I mean like at that point, it's actually pretty well known. It's like Insomniac and Naughty Dog were like, you know, kind of palsies. Um, and they like, you know, traded stuff back and forth and everything. And I'm thinking that like a mm-hmm. bit of Spyro rubbed off on Naughty Dog and they wanted to like, you know, do what Spyro did in terms of, because like Spyro is actually more kind of like a Mario kind of platformer to where like, you know, like each level is split into like, you know, like, um, eight eggs and then and, like, you know, each egg has you doing, like, some kind of challenge within that level to get that egg. Um, yeah. And I think that that might have, like, rubbed off on Naughty Dog to the point of, because, like, you know, Spyro is, like, always changing from, like, you know, being just, like, you know, go here and do this, or perhaps you have to, like, you know, win a, like, you know, skateboarding challenge against, the, against like, um, uh, the, against, like, um, uh, the cheetah guy, or maybe you have to, like, you know, chase down this dude in a race to get an egg, and I think that, like, Crash was, or rather, I think that, like, you know, Crash 3 was also trying to, I think, maybe, like, add a bit more, like, variety to its gameplay. I mean, I can see where, I, 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 I can see Cameron's point as to maybe they, they might, they might have gone a bit too far with it in trying to, like, you know, be more varied, but, 
but they might have, like, you know, been too varied, and, mm-hmm. um, which, I mean, at that point, you can, you can basically, like... And, and who really likes underwater levels, like, uh, seriously? Underwater levels, really? immediately. Oh, dude, Justin, we're trying to Ryan, Ryan and I <laughs> were... We were just talking about that yesterday. We were playing Super Mario World, um, and we kind of realized this game is amazing, obviously, but e- the underwater worlds are just really they boring. Like, no, they're, they're just wa- they're underwater bad. levels like, are fine because they are more challenging. Because since all of the physics get weird and everything, and you have to actually change. right, but weird physics, and then <laughs> and then you as a player have to completely like revamp your playstyle to get through them compared to what you're used to doing. And that yes, is why underwater why I levels like it. are super cool. When games just reverse your controls, because it just makes the game more challenging and play. Yep, <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil, final boss. This final boss. <laughs> uh, um, I don't know. I just I've never been a fan of water levels, yeah. and the fact that the second level was a water level, I was already like so, immediately like going on Twitter, I'm typing on Twitter. Burger. Don't like the underwater levels in, in the DKC series because I no, think that oh, those no. games have like the best. Un- Probably like uh, the best of the best when it comes to underwater levels, and I was—I'm <laughs> scared of them, but that, they are good. Well, the music is, is why the best I was ever. actually kind of mad at Retro when they made the first one on the Wii, and and there were no water levels, and and they and they said that and they said that like uh, there would be no water levels because of them being boring, and I'm like, mm-hmm, I don't like you right now, Retro. But uh, well, they're, they're not but wrong. Then they put them back into the to the next one, and they're and. And they, and they were fun and hard and challenging, and I liked it. Hmm. Well, I'm happy you like yep. water levels, but they're because dumb. Because I um, am a so super hardcore platform, just because Cameron's bad at video games. Ha ha, that oh, is my joke again for Twitter. Up, I am going to reuse it. <laughs> hey, hey, Cameron. Cameron, um, I have a joke. What? You're bad what? at video games. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I said, uh, and then I said, uh, ha ha, it's because I don't play them all that much. Oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> Aw. Oh, um, well, it's too bad you couldn't reclaim. Is that the only one you own on the PlayStation, though? Only one what? Only Crash game? No, I told you. I own all three of them. Oh, you do own all three of them? Okay. Yeah. I missed that. So I'm actually probably going to continue playing Warped, try to beat it, which the, maybe the boss is way easier yeah, in, in Warped they, than well, they were in Cortex. This, the thing, I, I guess the thing that I really don't like about Crash 1 and 2 is that they are 3D platformers, but you are restricted to just using the D-pad. And the D-pad isn't the best thing for, um, for... You can, you can download it. can't in Crash 1 and 2. Crash 1 and 2 came out before you... the DualShock did. And you are restricted to just using the D-pad and nothing else. Wait, the PS3 can't emulate no. the, uh, the analog stick on... Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, if the game did not have support for the DualShock, then you are just stuck using the D-pad. Oh, so I did not that. So that is why okay. Crash 1 and 2... I don't like them is because they control and they expect from you the skill that you need for a 3D platformer, yet, yet you as as a player do not have the tools to um uh to do that. Yeah, the the crash games have always been a little imprecise. Like when you have those bounty boxes that bounce you up and down, it's really hard yeah. to get a good precision onto them. Which is why they gave him the crazy spin move that basically turns you invincible for a split second because you need it because you're imprecise a lot of the times. So they they. They counter the impreciseness a little bit with a little bit of good design, but yeah, still, I, I think get your that's kind of why I actually like Crash Three the most, though, is just because Crash Three came out after the Dual Shot came out, and so there actually is that more 
um, uh, precise and like control to it. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. Um, so yeah, that's that was that was my other game I played, and I'm probably gonna keep on playing Warped, and then I'm probably gonna go back to the one and two. I never beat one. I beat Cortex. I never beat one, so I'm gonna play one and then probably go back to Cortex. So Cameron, you and I had a troubling conversation last night. Did we? Yeah. So you said you've been watching some StarCraft streams. Yes, yes. And we started banding about the idea of whether we should be playing StarCraft. Mm-hmm. Where do you stand on that in the light of morning? Well, I love StarCraft. Yeah. And watching somebody play StarCraft was exhilarating because I was like, do the Zerg thing, do the Baneling, turn the Baneling and oh kill the... Oh, my God. Yeah, he stabbed his Marines and... Everyone was dead. I was like, "Oh, that was so exciting." Um, problem is, unless we're just gonna play StarCraft casually, like one or two matches a week or whatever, uh, uh, in in custom games, uh-huh. or, you know, whatever. There's no point in playing it if we can't dedicate time to it, and. I actually just got some time because I'm starting my part time to tomorrow, today, oh, awesome. today Sunday. No, yeah, today's so Tuesday, I Cameron. Three... I mean, I've started my part time oh, awesome. because it's Tuesday today. Um, so I'm gonna have more time. The question is, do I have the energy? Do I have the knowledge? Do I have the willingness? <laughs> and do I have the time to actually go back into competitive start? I have the willingness and the energy. I might have the time, and I definitely don't have the knowledge yet. Right. I have the time and the willingness. I don't know if I have the energy mm. or the knowledge. Yeah. As I stand frustrated, if you guys go into this, because I did all that work to learn StarCraft, and you said we don't want to play StarCraft anymore. So then I said, okay, I'm, I did all this work to learn Hearthstone. Now I'm learning that. I'm not going to stop it. playing. Hey, I never... like we're probably... I never said I was going to play Hearthstone either. That was all Brian. Yeah, but I was following in Brian's I'm not going to stop footsteps. playing Hearthstone. Well, stop following in your brother's footsteps then. Carve right. your own path, Stephen. Play do what you I, want I to already, do. I already did that. Be what you first. want I'm to be. I'm a competitive Blackthorn player. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I have it on Steam. Loading it up. But seriously, what, what was your point, Stephen? Because I'm not going to stop playing Star, uh, Hearthstone. My, well, my point is just that um, I keep learning all these new completely different games. That's good for you. Um, it is, but then it's annoying when I then get completely out of the mode, and then you guys get back in, and I'm like, well, now's the time I need to jump back in, and I think we should all just focus on Hearthstone, because that's awesome. I don't want to play Hearthstone. You'll love it, Cameron. I, I know how to play Hearthstone. I don't want to play win, Hearthstone. You'll love it. I was starting to win, I, I, and I don't, just don't want to play Hearthstone. It's not that I'm upset with Hearthstone, I just am not okay. interested in playing okay. Hearthstone. Okay, you need to play more World of Warcraft, so you'll like the Warcraft world more. <laughs> Honestly, I think Cameron just likes StarCraft more. StarCraft well, is, it is way more, more up his alley. Well, I've, I've always, I've always said that I like, I like um, futuristic and 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 sci-fi stuff more than older um, so here's, stuff. And WarCraft. Here's falls in what that I insist category. upon: Cameron is a StarCraft guy and someone a Diablo guy. Steven, you are mostly a WarCraft guy and a Hearthstone guy. That you play a little StarCraft. I play all of them. But all of you will come together to play Heroes of the Storm because it uses all of the universes of and combines I'm all of the gameplay types. Because it's like action I'm not playing Heroes of the Storm. But I'm not doing no, it. You're no. going to try it, Cameron. You are. I am not going to try not? it. Why not? 
Because MOBAs are the stupidest genre stop, ever. Stop, stop, so no, boring. Kevin, you're being Wait very second. dumb. What? Thank you, Zach. Let me translate. When have either of you played a MOBA long enough to even marginally understand it? Yeah, when have you done that too? That's exactly my point. I'm not saying they're so good. So stop, but yeah, we'll stop saying they're they're not bad because they could I'm be bad. I'm not saying they're not bad. I'm saying we should play one and see. That's not what that you were saying. That is totally what I was saying. Cameron, you were you saying are you're going to play this MOBA with a gun to my head. I was saying we are all going to play it because it brought all the universes and gameplay styles together, and we're going to see if we like it. Basically, Brian, you are being the parent and saying we're going to try asparagus, <laughs> and Cameron is like, "No, asparagus is gross." I love asparagus. Can you? Well, this is instead? when you were a child. No cauliflower. Yet. Cauliflower. cauliflower. Cameron, we're going to try Heroes of the Cauliflower. <laughs> it's be great. But Brian, cauliflower tastes like wet socks. Wait, Cameron, we're gonna also wait, try wait, 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 wait. Of the wet have socks. Have you ever tried wet socks, yeah, Cameron? I was wondering how he knows what with wet Tabasco socks sauce. Like. Well, think of just okay. Think about a wet, sweaty old sock and what it smells it, like. Why are you smelling Therefore, wet, sweaty old socks? Like. When you take off your sock, it's why a little are you sweaty, smelling it? it? Somehow you don't just, have the choice. It's, it's just like yeah, you you pick it up and it's why like, are you holding it? In a pile of. Because you have to, <laughs> How do you take your socks off? Are you, you psychic? Have to do you use, use your grabbing hand so that you don't actually have to come into contact with it because it's gross. <laughs> you have a grabby hand for your socks? That, uh, that's a lie. Uh, I, oh. I, I, I actually don't want people thinking that, that I am that much of, of a, a germaphobe. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> okay. I, I actually don't have a grabby hand. I, I wish wondering. I did, but I don't. I used that to have a shark be... grabby hand that I got from the aquarium, but I don't know. Where that, that could is. be marketable. A sock grabby hand. <laughs> yeah. Are you tired of touching your sock? Here's a sock grabby hand. It's shaped like a shark. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, I we are going to so play. So Heroes of the Storm is the smelly sock of video games. But together, my friends, we will use grabby hands. Yes. And, ex- and now, Zachary, I may not be able to get to play it. But you will not ever. Because he doesn't even like Blizzard games, so well, that's going to be way tougher. Well, you see, the the thing was is that like you know you went and like you know prefaced this by like you know saying what all of the gamers people here were, but you didn't say me because I think that you that that you ignored me because everything that I do is so completely antithetical to what you are. <laughs> that you just well, not so you much. You just know that I would have like. No desire whatsoever. Well, not so much that as I was listing out what Blizzard games everyone likes, and you don't like... Hey, okay. hey, Zach Lost likes Vikings. the Lost Vikings, and the Lost Vikings are in this game, so he's going to play it, too. Well, I Gosh, mean, darn it. I wouldn't... I would only, only download it, and if the Lost Vikings were, like, a paid download, I would buy them just to... Just, just to send Tell a Blizzard. message... Yep. That they need to make a new Lost Vikings game. <laughs> so Zach would join us for a a game. I wouldn't even play a Vikings. game. I I would just buy the character. <laughs> You're being very difficult, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But seriously, whenever that comes out of Alpha, like in 2017, we should totally try it. Um, I'll be 38. I yes, think, you will. That is that is numbers. Uh so Stephen, this podcast. Is coming near its end, but you had a birthday. Okay. <gasps> no, that's <laughs> not what I was implying. To me, that's not no, what I was implying. Anyone? Anyone? Warner Brothers music. Let's all try to sing a "Happy Birthday" song 
over Skype. No. Are we ready? We're going to start. No. Ready? Happy no. birthday no. to Steven. No. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to Steven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm blocking them. All right. Oh, that was... I have blocked both Steven and Cameron from my Skype list. <laughs> they can no longer rejoin the call. <sighs> so, Zachary, what have you been up to? Um, hmm. Not much lately. I mean, you know, it's just, you know, 10 hours of Dark Souls 2. Yeah, I saw you getting into that. Like, are you just playing through it again? Uh, the DLC came out this week. Oh, right. How is it? Very good. It's, uh... That was a bit of a Dark Souls joke. Oh, dang, I don't get yeah. it at all. Yeah, no, it's just that they're like, uh, basically in Dark Souls, you can, like, acquire these little, like, um, uh, um, uh, these wooden carvings that, like, when used, essentially create, like, a very, like, garbled voice that can mm-hmm. say, like, a variety of phrases, like, thank you, or, like, um, uh, I'm sorry, or, or, like, uh, or, like, or like very good and stuff like that. It basically, oh. is, it basically is just meant for you to be able to like say things to players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Very simplistic things. Um. <laughs> um. <laughs> right. Right. So, um. But yeah, no. Uh. It is. Uh. So, like, what is the premise? Is it, like, okay. just a new continent opens up? No, or, like, what are you doing? So, like, I guess the whole thing about the Souls series is that, like, you know, kingdoms go in, like, a cycle. So that, like, you know, each new kingdom mm-hmm. is, like, you know, built upon the ashes of the former kingdom. Um, and so... Oh, okay. And so this has you going, um, a deep... Stop! <laughs> you realize that that's all going to come through anyways, because the Skype call doesn't dictate what goes into the I podcast. I don't care about have. the podcast. I care about my ears. Well, it's it's just as simple as muting your headset I want to hear Zach and not that. <laughs> it's very simple also. Well, I'm, I, for one, am offended. Also, and Stephen walked in the room the trying to sing Happy Birthday, um, like... Steven, you walked in hey. here and tried to sing Happy Birthday, like, in person, and I reflexively punched you in the chest. Oh, that didn't mm-hmm. hurt too much. Well, I, I, myself, have a broken foot and it knocked me Shoot, over. Shoot, right? I'm okay. sorry. It was total reflex. Wait, no, so that's you, fine. That's fine. To, to continue the joke, you hobbled down a bunch of stairs and jumped over a gate to make this joke continue. Yeah. There was no gate. <laughs> Why is there no, there's no gate anymore? Uh, no, not right it now. opens. Oh, it okay. opens. There was a gate. Yeah. It opens. Anyway, um... Happy birthday to you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm done. So Zach was Thanks. talking about the new... You could have just signed my Facebook account, wall, but... I know. I signed your Steam account. Oh, yeah. Cameron gave me a birthday gift. Yeah. That's right. It was actually I wish I'd remember to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Zachary was talking about the Dark Souls 2 DLC. Oh. What? What is that? He was just telling me. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so, yeah, Zachary, yeah, okay. what is that? So, um, right. DLC is called a Crown of the Crown of the Sunken King, which is, you know, as the name implies, you are actually going deep uh, underground um, to the land of Shulva, uh, which is essentially just like a big pyramid surrounded by a bunch of platforms that can be raised and lowered by um, 
uh, with these switches, and it's fantastic and phenomenal, and, like, you will hear people describing this DLC as feeling, like, more like a Zelda game, and they are right. And to where, like, it's, it's, it's actually kind of like a, it kind of is like, is like the entirety of the environment is like one giant puzzle to like, where it, to where it like all like connects in some way, and like you have to like hit switches and like move platforms to, to essentially get to where you need to go. Since you actually can, can hmm. that's actually, since actually really like, cool. when you first walk in, you actually see like the central pyramid where like the end boss fight takes place at. Oh wow. But you can't get there yet. And like so you have like to actually like, you know, get through the opening level and raise the lower platforms and walk around and go down into a little catacombs that has these awful, awful things that that like, you actually can't hurt until you uh break their coffins and then actually turn them into like a a like real person and then they hmm. and then, and then they can be hurt and so like because like one of the the main complaints, I guess, about like um, uh, Dark Souls Two is that it was is is that it was a little too linear compared to Dark Souls One because like you know Dark Souls One is like the entire world is like connected through like you know shortcuts and stuff like you know like it basically like all yeah. feels like one big um, like cohesive whole, whereas in Dark Souls mm-hmm. Two is basically just like four paths branch out and then and then they just like you know all go to a certain extent, and then just stop. And then you have to, yeah. like, you know, use bonfires to, like, I mean, like, um, uh, to warp, you know, around. Oh, right, the, the, yeah, the, the, yeah. Yeah, like, map or whatever. This DLC kind of brings back what the first game did in terms of where the entire place is just, like, it is, like, um, uh, all connected, and, like, you know, like, um, uh, once you unlock one of the shortcuts, the very first bonfire actually leads you to like the end boss like place, and so like you can hmm. just, and, and so like you know like I mean like to get there is hard, but like you know once you actually get all um, uh, all the um, like I mean like um, all um, uh, all the shortcuts like unlocked, then it actually is like you know like it's actually kind of easy to navigate your way around, um, right. Uh, but beyond that, it is basically more of what I wanted. I mean like some people don't like it because they think that it's too hard. I think it is just right. <laughs> Uh, because <laughs> really, people are still complaining about that well, series being too hard. Well, it's just that this DLC is is actually harder than the main game is, like way harder as it should be. Um, like because like so people going into this, they have to have been to a certain point in the main game, and at that point uh-huh. in the game, they're probably around like soul level seventy. Um, you're probably wanting to be around like soul level one fifty, one sixty before going here, though. Um, mm-hmm. which which I mean like. I mean, like, you know, which I'm, which in my save file, I'm actually in the, I'm in the post-game, so, you know, like, I'm, like, so level, like, like, 160, so, I, so, you know, so, you know, so, so, import, so here's the thing, is it better than Dark Arisen? Funny enough, I actually have been playing that recently, too, but, (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm thinking that you actually saw me on my PS3 playing that, okay. No. Oh, okay. I thought I, that's you... just the DLC I go to yeah, for yeah. these types of games. Oh, uh, yeah. No, like, uh, I think that Crown is. Well, I mean, like, oh, there is definitely more. It's... There is more content in Darker Rhythm since uh-huh. it's like you know, like a like you no know, brand new, like you know, big island and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. but like both of them are hard in their own unique ways. I mean, like, yeah. I, I mean, like, there is no. I mean, I mean, like, um. 
in the Dark Souls 2 DLC, there uh, isn't a thing that can kill you in just, like, you know, one hit, like there is in Dark mm. Arisen with death. Um, right. It, here's another question I have. If Dark Souls released a MOBA, would you play no. it? No. Because they also would it. Because I know From From <laughs> doesn't chase the skirt tails of fads like Blizzard does. Thank you, Zach. Preach. Woo! Well, Blizzard for the well, most part the defines the fads. fads. I know they rather do, than but chase them, but I'm just yeah. saying. The moment may be the first case wherein they do not define the genre because it is so entrenched already with League and Dota. Obviously, uh, Brian, we have to play the Dead Island Epidemic uh, MOBA because that's the best. See, I always think we need to play the King of Fighters MOBA. Oh, there's so many of them. Why? Uh, or the Lord of the Rings MOBA, or perhaps the DC the, um, Comics MOBA. The DC Comics MOBA. Oh. Um, well, how has there not been a Star Wars MOBA announced? Yeah, there is going to be a Star Wars MOBA, right? There probably will be. Uh, yeah, I would yeah. play that. There's a Lord of the Rings MOBA. I know that. I just said. Oh. Hi, Steven. I'm listening. <laughs> so how was your birthday, Steven? Um, well, let me tell you. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Thank you. It was Remember great. It was... Gr- and more. It was great. It was a great birthday. Oh. Um, it was on Saturday yeah. was my birthday. This being Tuesday. Um, and as has been our tradition the past few years... Brian and I will fill briefcases with old video games ranging from the NES, I guess this time up to the Wii U. So maybe they're Just not old video, video games. games. Just video games. Um, and they will all be very carefully selected, and we'll spend way too much money on them, and opening them is the best thing ever. <laughs> um, but this time, we had a new challenge uh, in place, which was uh, to choose one game for every home console we own. Which turned out to be 15 of them. Which Good is why, grief, people. which is the only reason that the Wii U was involved. <laughs> so it was pretty amazing. Um, but the, the most surprising thing was the fact that before he actually opened up this briefcase, um, he played a song that he wrote. Um, well, I call it a song. It's a medley, um, for that basically takes the game that we played the most or have the best memories with on every single console and we'll like play an arrangement from that game. And there were 15 of them. So it was like a 15 minute long song and it was amazing. I did. I had no idea Brian could create. So it wasn't like playing live. I recorded the, uh, no, it was a recorded video that we will put up on YouTube. Um, and it was, I was just, um, I mean, not only was it, really cool to see that he could like create something so like in depth and something that sounded so good having come from doing almost none of this but it was like super nostalgic for me because it like started off with like the lost vikings song including the weird slow way it would play it for us on our old computer and it was (laughs) it was pretty incredible um so hopefully we'll have that up. Probably not by the time this podcast goes I'm, up. Yeah, I might. I, I need to know. do some stuff for some reason. I it's not working to export, but I can I can get into that. So yeah, but it made me really really excited to see how much he could um how much he could do with music because if he could do all of that, I mean, even though some of it was rough and it wasn't the best samples because it was all free stuff. Uh, I mean, it was like Banjo Kazooie was in there, and there was like this um. 
really good rendition of like Sonic Adventure 2 rock song. Um, and the Super Smash Bros. one at the end from the, from Super Smash Bros. Wii U and 3DS, right. the, the theme song they've released was just amazing. It had like samples from the old announcer. And I was just, it was awesome. So you guys should. Yeah. That took up a lot of my time in July, but it, it was really fun to set a goal like that and just like totally push myself forward and what I could do with creating music because before this I'd beyond just practicing stuff on guitar I'd recorded one song which was just like a cover or a recreation of an OC remix song it was pretty simple of like the Sonic song so it was really my first yeah. time writing my own arrangements of anything um, and it would jump around like Banjo-Kazooie was and Nights in the Dreams were as far as I can tell 100% like just samples yeah. and created on the computer but then you had something like Shadow of the Colossus, which was largely driven by your guitar. Yes. And just had some backups. Mm-hmm. And the, oh man, the Morrowind one was amazing. <laughs> it was like really good. I mean, like not even just this is my brother and he made something for me good. Like, that's the really one good. that I could probably most package up into a full remix if I re-recorded a couple parts. And just if that's what you, you went from like nothing to this in a month, I just cannot wait to see what you're going to be like in a year. And now I want to start getting the music creation you because I've, don't I don't forget about a really, Great moment in the Paradise City song, though. Oh my gosh, I did forget! <laughs> because Paradise City has vocals, so there was a surprise appearance by Cameron Nutter himself. <laughs> and I didn't, I was like, whoa, those, that's not you singing, is this like something? And then, I just realized all at once and just started laughing. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is amazing. It was really good. That Brian is playing the guitar and Cameron is singing Paradise City, and it was just the most incredible moment on the birthday. So. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I pretty much blew out my voice because um, Axel Rose has a really Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. And I, I originally was like, alright Cameron, I need you to do the verses and the chorus of Paradise City. Right, so no, 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 here's how it went. Here's right. how it went. You said, I need you to do Paradise City and I was expecting you to start from um, you know, the really slow bum bum intro and I would have been like, take me down to it, whatever. But then you started from so I'm like, I'm like, it's like a pseudo. I wish that had actually been included for the transition outtakes. Yeah, that would have been great. So I tried really hard to sing the verses, but it's basically a really fast high rap, and I can't do it. So that totally makes sense. But I liked how the verses had no lyrics, and just out of nowhere, the chorus comes in. Yeah, it was. And then we had like backup Camerons because you recorded a low and a high, and then I reverbed them, <laughs> put them in the background, and yeah, it, the whole thing just made me really excited about creating things in general. Good, that's totally what just it should to do. see. Like Cameron helped out, and it was about all of our favorite video games. So I remember like all the way from the Lost Vikings all the way up to like Super Smash Bros. That hasn't come mm-hmm. out yet. And oh, Stephen, that's why I bought cool. this microphone. I mean, the podcast was a nice addition, but I bought this microphone specifically to create music. For so. my birthday. That's well, actually, it didn't arrive in time for that. It didn't, unfortunately, no. Uh, uh, I used my crap. Yeah, Cameron and I out pretty definitely good. want to do more collaborations going forward um, musically because it's a really good mix. I can pretty much record everything else, and he specifically records vocals. And so there's a lot of stuff we could create now. I would specifically record drum tracks for you as well if I had the technology. You don't. Too. And weirdly enough, the drum machine works incredibly well and sounds yeah, really not good. Bad. So I'm yep. cool with it. Um, so, but, but the, I mean, the thing that I was actually expecting was the briefcase of mm. video games. And we've only had a chance to play Super Mario Bros. World on the it's SNES. Not Super Mario Bros. Not, World? What? Oh, 
Super Mario World. I'm a little excited, <laughs> is all. We have not owned that SNES cartridge ever. I played it as a kid, and then we owned the Game Boy Advance version. And which so, was a crappy version. Which was a perfectly fine version, but it not was quite crap. as good as the original. It, it was, was what? What? Why? Because it was Why? crap. Because you Why? can't take Super Mario World and make it easier on a Game Boy. It just doesn't work. I it's didn't a- know it was easier until yesterday. <laughs> well, now you know. So why are you still defending it? Because it it was a good product. It was, it was still not. an extremely fun game. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Yes. It was terrible. still... Mar- every time you get a one-up, Steven, Mario Steven, would be all Steven, like, Steven, 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 stop, stop arguing with me, Steven. Stop <laughs> arguing with me. Okay. Are you finished? You are, are you finished? Use that so much. <laughs> it's a power that I held in great respect, and it really helps Steven to stop. It doesn't matter. I'm still talking because anyway, I'm still recording. We only play one other game, which is like called. Earth. I'd like to reiterate that um, <laughs> I'm still recording, okay, therefore this will still go right. in. Thank you very the much. The SNES version is far superior. Only a madman or a dummy head would think no, otherwise. The, Thank you. Listen, the Game Boy Advance version of Super Mario World. Is so, it is as superior to the SNES version as the Xbox Live version of Resident Evil is to the GameCube version. Just way better. Wow, you are just well, fishing I, for I, I'm actually, I'm actually, <laughs> yes, I take actually back, hating, I, I actually hate you. you I actually no, hate but, you. <laughs> he actually, like, this time it's true. <laughs> Before it was jokes, this time it's Alright, uh, yeah, we played. <laughs> okay, so anyway, anyway, what I wanted to do was a thing. Okay. Because Brian picked a lot of weird, obscure games, and he didn't think I would know very many of I them. I was so wrong. And it turns out I actually knew quite a number of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Brian, I want you to read off those games. Okay. And I just, I'm curious to see how much we all know <clears throat> of them. So I'm going to read titles. off the list of games I got. Steven? Um, real quick here. For the NES. I got him Nightshade. Does anyone know what that is? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Looks pretty cool. <laughs> I give myself a half point for that because I think I've heard the name, but I don't and know I'm anything about sure it. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Because of the reason that I know it. Which is? Yep, yep, yep. Because John yep. Tron played it. John Tron. thought so. All right. Um, I recommended it to you when we were at that game store, Stephen. Remember? Oh. Did oh, he hate it? Because I've generally heard okay things about the game, I, but he tends to play games yeah, he hates. I, I, no, I, I think that it was just one of those, like, you know, funny things in terms of, like, it's not so much, like, do. yeah, it's not so much, like, a hate, it's just that it's hard, yeah. and, it, and, like, it, and, like, it makes no sense sometimes. I imagine that would be very funny. Alright, on Genesis, I got him Dinosaurs for Hire. What is that, and <laughs> where can I get it? <laughs> I will not. <laughs> that is an amazing title, and that sounds like the best game And the ever. cover art is like this realistic-looking T-Rex with a Gatling gun. Uh, I am I am now going to go look this up immediately and buy it. Um, it's based on a comic book, so I'll give you that. Um, for the SNES, I got him Pluck. And I knew that one. What? What are you talking Pluck. about? I also got him Mario, Mario World, because oh. the joke is, do you know who Tim Fallon is? No. All right, well, I'll explain this joke to people who... Like you, who don't? Tim Fallon is a guy who makes incredible video game music, but he always made them for horrible games, um, or very lackluster games. He, like, you could never get a Tim Fallon soundtrack with an actual good game. Plock is kind of a middling platformer. So I taped the two presents together and tied notes to them. For Plock, it said Tim Fallon soundtrack, and for Super Mario World, it said good platformer. And finally, you could actually get the two in one. 
So oh, that okay. was the it was a pretty good joke. It's a it's a it's a temple joke, Cameron. Exactly. You don't understand. So Zachary, do you know, you know about Flock or not? not I Flock. know that I've heard of it before. I've never actually played it. Then I'll count that as you don't. Uh, Super Mario TV World, score. also for the SNES, for the. I've heard of the, that. I think Cameron has yeah. as well. Zachary, have you ever heard of that? Yeah, ha, has a very funny for joke. For the huh? N64, <laughs> I got him Chameleon Twist. Oh, cool. I literally thought you were making a pun of no. Crash Bandicoot, like, oh. like a marsupial that spins. No, no. Chameleon Twist. It is a game in which you play as a chameleon, and you shoot your tongue out of things, and, yeah, and it looks kind of like uh, There actually was a, like, and there actually was, like, um, uh, a sequel made that wasn't very hmm. good. Oh, well. I look forward to trying that. Uh, for the PlayStation, I got him Jumping Flash. Oh, cool. Yeah, you know two. that one. Very cool. Jumping Flash 2. Jumping Flash 2, yes. Sorry, Jumping Flash 2. Um, for the Saturn, I got him... Wait, camera, I need to know, camera, do you know about Jumping Flash? Of course no. he doesn't. Okay. For the Saturn, I got him Solar Eclipse. And now you're no in the area that I actually really know nothing about. Yep, there I, we go. I, I didn't know it either. Nobody knew this. So this was like kind of a Star Fox style, uh, rail space shooter with FMB cutscenes for the Saturn. Wait. One of those. That is, <laughs> Crystal Dynamics made it. That's cool. Yep. Uh, for the Dreamcast, I got him Elemental Gimmick Gear. Egg. Is it a gimmick? It isn't really. So, I explained this a little bit Surprise to Cameron. Me. It's the one we started playing a lot so far, and it's... Yeah, like five or six it's hours. It's like a Zelda-style game, um, in, like, isometric kind of Zelda game, but... That tries to make everything as difficult for you as possible. But with the sensibilities and exploration of a Metroid game, in terms of, like... You're going to figure this out on your own. This is going to be kind of difficult to make your way through. Like kind of Super Metroid, you know, bomb every wall, try everything. That kind of mentality. It does not guide you along like a Zelda game does uh, at all. Especially more modern Zelda games. Link to the Past also kind of left you up to your own devices to an extent. Um, and it's also really interesting because there are only like a couple dungeons in the game. But you don't just go into a dungeon and clear it. You'll like go into one floor of the dungeon and get an item and then leave that dungeon and then come into that dungeon again from a different entrance in the overworld and then find your way back to where you were in the um, older part of the dungeon. Like I think Zelda games could actually learn a lot about interesting and less um, predictable design from this game. Um, it could also not learn a lot because it doesn't do everything very well, including the combat. But it's been really interesting. And the translation is what? not um, up to the what? standards. I am error. Oh, the translation, yeah. The, the story's <laughs> Um But the music... So, Zach, have you ever heard of Egg I on the Dreamcast? I have but actually looking at it now, though, it makes me want to play it. it yeah. Looks Real cool. interesting. It's the only, like I said, the only game we played past Mario yeah. World. It's I The visuals are super neat, like kind of hand-drawn, kind of uh, pre-rendered stuff. It's yeah. really cool. Um, for the PlayStation 2, I bought him Chulip. Oh, man. Oh, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Has <laughs> there been a, a weird did, did, like, game? Did like the play this or something? They yeah, I knew yeah, it. I was like, I've actually played it though, and it is. Oh, you had yeah, it. Is it is weird. super swell? Yeah. So yes. I think like good. I, I know we have a we have a policy about not cursing on this podcast, but the absolute perfect definition of that game is a very weird ass game. Yep, that's exactly what I was looking for. <laughs> this is going to be as weird as I can get. And I can't wait to try it. And it's Netsume. He like forced me to open it last because I, I reached for it like first. And he's like, no, that one's a doozy. <laughs> <Do something> else. <laughs> so I can't wait to report back on that. Oh, you guys are going to like this. For the GameCube, I got him 1080 Avalanche. Oh, yes. 
I broke the Hooray! Heart, all those Resident Evil and Super Mario comics have been erased. For the Xbox, I got him obscure. Oh, okay. Whee! Basically, because I, I said this is, is going to be an extremely <laughs> obscure game, Steven, and then he opened it. <laughs> um. So wait, you, that Cameron, you both know about that one? I, I have no idea what that is. I know what it is, oh. I think. Is it the high school sort of horror yep. game? Okay. Yes. Yep. I do know. And it's co op, so I figured it'd be fun. For the PlayStation 3, it was hard to get obscure here. Well, because that's only on the Xbox. Anyway, it was hard to get weird games here. That's actually on okay. Steam as well. Go so I got him Nino Cooney. Oh, wow. Thank you. Oh, cool. Thank you. Yeah. It looks amazing. Uh, that, I opened that one, you know, expecting to kind of halfway cringe like I have with all the others. And this time I'm like, oh, wait. No, this is just actually an amazing, looking <laughs> game. Okay, good. <laughs> we, I got him Fragile Dreams, Farewell Ruins oh, of the Moon. Brian, if you were in the same room with me, I would actually hug you. <laughs> you like the game? That's, that's like my second favorite game on the way. Oh, awesome! That's you great. know. I think I talked to Zach about yeah, this. Yeah, I didn't think Stephen would know it because I had never heard of it before. But it looked really cool and really beautiful and really interesting from what I saw. So went for it. F- Cameron, do you, do you know about Fragile Dreams? Uh, I believe Zach told me about I it. I did one tell time. him about it one time. Uh, oh, I, I, never, I never yeah, played it. I though. tried. I think I tried to like get him to play it at some point. So. What would you describe that game as? I couldn't decide if it was like a adventure game or a survival horror or what. Survival was, like, horror RPG. Yeah, that's about what I thought. All right, for the 360, I got him Vanquish. Oh, awesome! Oh, cool! Vanquish is an amazing game. <laughs> yes, that's what I've heard. Vanquish is great. Uh, for the Wii U, I didn't have many choices, so I got a Wonderful 101. That is like the best thing that one could get him though. So much platinum <laughs> games. You're getting a lot yeah. of that. Woohoo! Uh, and finally, for the PC. Neither of you are going to care or know about this, but I got him the Wheel of Time game. I know, I know that game. Oh, you do? I okay. know it. I just, I just don't play it. Yeah. So it seems really interesting. We have read a lot of the Wheel of Time books. Um, we didn't really love them as it went on, but I'm very interested to see what a game does, particularly since it's not an RPG. It's like a Quake style shooter, but you play as a With magic, like a magic sorceress. So. It's going to be really interesting to see. And it was also just, it's the era of PC games that I really love. Kind of that, like, uh, early 2000s, very, like, dark color palette, kind of like thief, um, type, uh, era of games. So I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how that is. So, those were the 15 I got them. And in case you're wondering, I was, I was fairly loose with this. I'm calculating how many of them we actually knew ahead of time. Um, like, if you just kind of knew about the game and knew the title, I counted it. Zach and I both knew about 13 out of 15 mm-hmm. of them. And Cameron knew 8 out of 15. Out okay. Wait. So I'm kind of amazed I'm that pretty we had sure heard of like four you didn't know, Stephen. I thought so as well, but I was telling it oh, up, okay. so... Hmm. I know about them all now, so I guess I just decided... Because <laughs> you'd like looked at it slightly before? I, I did. So I, I was... Had technically heard of it, but knew almost so nothing the only about it. So like, it barely completely out of nowhere were Solar Eclipse and Dinosaurs for Hire. <laughs> Yeah, those are the only ones I had not and even heard Zach. of. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So we need to end this now because Cameron needs to yeah, go to work. We need to end this, but first there needs to be one thing said. What? Since since today is actually um, uh, a Tuesday, the best, um, the very best, like um, the very best, like JRPG of the past five years is finally on stage. Um, near? Wait, near? Final Fantasy VIII. Near? Trails in the Sky. What? Is now... Oh, the PSP game? 
is on. I don't even know what that I is. I heard some buzz about Steam. that. Like today, huh? Uh, yeah, Tuesday, and you should buy it. I don't even know what uh, that is. So basically, it's a Falcom game, hmm. but it is Falcom's more laid back, more uh, story focused, like yeah. Um, it's a franchise that's essentially very story focused. It's basically off. It, 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 it's very focused on all of the characters. There really isn't like an overarching plot. It more or less is just you just experiencing the lives of of these characters, and it's incredibly well written. It's also well known for driving the translator like insane back when it first came out. Wait a um, sec here. Is this a strategy RPG? Yes. You like it? That's great. Because I well. One, because... The chest mocks you with its emptiness. Well, no, it's... I mean, like, it more or less is, like, I actually can play them if the story is actually, like... I mean, like, um... Yeah. Uh, Man, if the story actually, rad. like, you know, once... I mean, like, um... If, if the story is strong enough for me. And Trails... <laughs> in, I mean, like, um... Uh, and Trails in the Sky has, like, possibly the strongest story of... I mean, like, um... Uh... Of any JRPG of the past, like, five yeah. years. Like, I'm actually exceedingly interested in this game. It uh, is, the, the, it, it, yeah, it is yeah. incredible. I played about half of it on, on the PSP, and I'm just gonna start a, a, like, um, uh, a new game on the PC and just play awesome. through it because actually we're getting the, because, uh, we're getting these, the, um, the, the next game in the trilogy sometime later this year on the PC. Neat. Alright. I'm going to check that out. Cool. Thank you for that, that public service announcement. Who, may not even like, I mean, like, I mean, like, uh, for people who may not even like the JRPG genre, this would be a game for them because it doesn't have what you usually expect from the genre, which is like, you know, the, like, you know, really offbeat characters and like the mm-hmm. crazy zany stuff. Like, it's very, it's, it's very low key, very calm, very, like, I mean, like, very peaceful. I mean, like, 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 you know, things do happen, but it, mm-hmm. but it most focuses on just, um, uh, the relationship between the two main characters. Okay, do either of them have amnesia? No. Well, oh, awesome. oh wait, wait, no. He, one of them, well, kind <laughs> of. Oh no! It more or less is like he knows about his past, but he didn't. But like, but like he doesn't want to actually talk about it, though. That's fine. That's fine. See, an elemental gimmick here: you wake up and forgot your entire past, and then need to go rescue a damsel in distress. Yeah, no, so this it is, doesn't have a good this story. This is this is not that. This is essentially right. you training to be a mercenary, and things start happening. Oh, like Fire Emblem. Yeah. All right. I awesome. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the Path of Radiance story. So that's cool. Uh, all right. So thanks everyone for coming. I thought this was a great podcast. Thank you, Zachary. Thank you, Cam and Nutter. <laughs> what? Cam That's what I had you on Skype. I'm sorry. Thank you, right. Steven. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for listening. This has been Dip, dip and Body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to stop recording. <laughs>